The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Hey, 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 everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Download Podcast, and you are in for a solo episode this week. No guest, just me, and as you can see from the title, we are doing another job search update because as I had mentioned in previous weeks, I went to see another office, and let me tell you guys, I'm so excited to share more information about it. I really, really loved it, spoiler alert, and I can't wait to share the experience with you and what are the next steps. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. Are you all ready for this, for these updates? I visited another office. We're going to call it office number two since it's the second office I've officially visited. And it was one of those positive gut feeling situations that I was looking for and felt like was not there with office number one. But there's more to it. So hold out to the end of the episode and let's just first talk through how the office visit went. And to refresh your memory, this was the office I was visiting that's out of state, so I never thought I'd be looking outside of Michigan, but I connected with the doctor at the Dental Nachos Conference in Philadelphia back in April, and she really liked me and thought I could be a really good fit for her office and wanted me to come check it out. So that's kind of where this all started, right? And I did the visit. It was... A week and a half ago, about at this point, so I drove down on a Wednesday night after clinic. Clinic got out at like 5, 5.15, came back here. We were on the road around 6, and it was a four-hour drive from Ann Arbor, so I unfortunately ended up picking a very sketchy hotel, and it's not even a bad area. There's so many hotels around. I just wanted to pick one of the cheaper ones, and for some reason, I ended up picking a very sketchy option of the several cheap ones I I regret my decision basically and I'm really not one to leave bad reviews but this place warranted my first and hopefully last one star google review that I've ever written I probably should have turned down the room gotten a refund and then went to a different hotel but it was already 10 30 at that point and I was tired I had to be up early I needed to sleep whatever but I felt so uncomfortable like I didn't even sleep well partially being nervous for the next day and then partially just feeling like the room was gross especially because we had such an unpleasant like check-in experience and they basically like said they didn't even have wi-fi running at the moment and it was like half under construction everywhere and super dirty and just sketchy and not (laughs) not a good time but nevertheless I feel like this is just misleading that it's like a sketchy area and it's actually a very, very nice populated 
upper class from what I can tell suburb of a major city is where this office is and where the hotels were so I really just got unlucky and got attracted to something that was cheap when I should have went with something more moderate or at least read the reviews myself because once I went to put my one star review in I realized that all the recent reviews were saying the same thing so it was it was my own fault and also I should say that this doctor did offer to let me stay with them but I just knew I was getting in so late so I didn't want to inconvenience them and make them stay up and wait to like let me into their guest room this and that so it's not also anything bad on the dock it's literally all me (laughs) not making a good choice in hotel but really this is like suburban heaven to me it's about 25 minutes outside of a big city and I keep being vague about the location I just don't want to share details for practices that I'm looking at it's just not the way to go but wherever I do decide to work rest assured you all will know the office because at that point you could find me on google and find where i work anyway so i might as well be the one to tell you right there's no need to tell you the exact city that i end up renting or buying a home in but i can at least tell you where the dental office i will be working in is when i do decide So the office itself, it's a fee-for-service cosmetic and restorative office with one doctor currently who is also the owner doctor. And she would be the most amazing mentor and is extremely, extremely talented and educated and skilled. The team has all been there over 10 years for the most part and really enjoys working together. It's a good vibe. They're all hustlers and I think I would really like thrive in the environment. I think it speaks well to an office if their staff has been there for a long time because that you can infer that that means that they're treated well and it's a culture that they either thrive in, they're passionate about, something is keeping them there, which I think is always a good sign. And the office space itself is really updated and beautiful, lots of just good vibes, really large, spacious place, all the technology that I'd like to see really integrated into the flow of every patient appointment. And the thing that really stuck out to me was like the quality of care. And I just felt like everything was done very ethically and in the patient's best interest but also in a way that's modern and advanced and those are all things again I can really be looking for in a practice personally so it was nice to notice that and I want to describe a little bit more the environment or atmosphere because I don't think everyone would like it or it's not the right fit for everyone but to me the way I felt is that they expect excellence they work to be as close to perfect as possible it's extremely busy fast-paced upbeat go 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 there's eight operatories all being used by the one dentist right now and the day that i was there there was one hygienist filtering between one and two rooms so that's still six or seven ops being used all day by one (laughs) dentist and they do have EFTAs which are the expanded function dental assistants so it makes sense but a lot of the procedures that were being done weren't even necessarily done by the EFTAs I do think like it's not the right fit for everyone but based on my thinking about myself as a person I do think 
I would be really motivated showing up in an environment like that every day where I'm challenged and expected to always be improving and to be on top of my game, be my best, always trying to be better. So I think it could be a turnoff to some people, but to me, I think I need something like that to really push myself and to grow as much as possible and feel I don't know, motivated and confident and proud of where I'm working, if that makes sense. But again, there's a lot for me to still think about, which I'll talk about later in the episode. And I do want to talk about the only kind of drawback to this office. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And of course, in thinking about what I'm going to share in these episodes and everything, it's almost like, do I even want to share the cons maybe that I'm thinking of in my mind because these are public, anyone could listen potential boss could be listening you know and I'm sharing these things because I feel comfortable sharing them and they're discussed with myself and the potential employer and nothing's kind of off the table or secret you know but the one thing that I need to make sure that I'm okay with if I went with this office if the opportunity continued to go through and that's the job that I select is I have to be okay going into something more niche as a new grad, restorative and cosmetic only. This is in a big area, a big city. The doctor has the mindset that if you can't do the procedure better than a specialist, you shouldn't be doing it. And that's really common and I think respectable in populated areas, suburban city areas where there's plenty of amazing doctors. I think in more rural areas is where you're going to find that docs need to do more advanced procedures because there's a lack of access to specialists but if you're not in an area with a lack of access I do think it's respectable not to overextend yourself and you can do something advanced without doing everything advanced and I feel that's where a lot of us new grads get overly excited of wanting to be a super GP so I kind of have to do more soul searching to determine what I really want because There's been many moments in dental school where I get kind of starstruck at the idea of doing everything, doing implants, doing crazy extractions, doing Invisalign, doing Botox, doing cosmetics, full mouth rehab, molar endo, every type of procedure under the sun. It sounds cool and great in theory, but there's no way that any new grad can become great at all of those things right away. You have to pick one thing at a time and work on it little by little. And okay, do I think that within the first five years out of school, you can learn all those procedures and advanced procedures? Yes. Do I think you can become competent in all of them? Yes. Do I think you can be amazing and better than the best specialists? Unlikely. I'm not going to say impossible. But either way, I'm still assuming that my first associate job of all these places I'm considering is a first step, a stepping stone into going into ownership and doesn't necessarily need to be at this first practice that I end up buying from. 
I want to be learning skills that are going to translate into buying a practice and opening up something that suits me and suits a community that I think I want to live in. So I, as much as I like the suburb and everything, if I, let's say, like moved back where I grew up, there are comparable communities to this that a cosmetic restorative practice could be successful. I don't want to be learning skills that don't translate into my own office one day. And I haven't really gotten the nitty-gritty details from this doc on contracts, on compensation, on plans for potential ownership. I've heard some like vague rumblings, and we've kind of talked about it in passing, but we haven't had that serious conversation yet. The office visits, for me, have been a little bit more just getting a feel for the office itself not so much a business meeting going over contracts and negotiating and all of the nitty-gritty details it's more of feeling out the team seeing the workflow seeing the type of procedures the schedule seeing how the doc interacts with patients how they use different equipment in their office that's more of what i have seen in both of these office visits but regardless I really do just need to kind of figure out if I'm okay with limiting the scope of procedures that I do. And I need to get 100% clarity on that too. That's kind of the impression that I got from the conversations we had, but I need a firm yes or no answer. If I decide to take endo courses, can I do endo here, yes or no? And then I need to be okay with that answer. So I don't know that definitively yet. But I can assume the answer is no, we refer for this office number two. So those are a lot of things to keep in mind. But another thing where I still think I'm going to be learning, even if I'm not necessarily doing all the time, is that this office really, really, really focuses on continuing education. And I would be going to a ton of CE with the owner and have support to go on my own help me towards my master's of AGD and eventually working towards a fellowship. Same with Academy of Cosmetics Dentistry as I got through better and better at basic restorative, then working into advanced restorative and aesthetics, slowly by slowly getting into more comprehensive and advanced cases with the help of this doc and working towards the different cases you need in order to attain your fellowship. So those are all things I would have support in and to me, training and training in a systematic structured way like these fellowships is really great and something I again think I would really do well and enjoy because it is kind of a laid out path for you and to get you credentialed beyond basic dental degree. So it is a lot of thinking about myself and what I'm going to thrive and learn and work the best in because if I'm reflecting I honestly had no interest in surgery before and even at the beginning years of dental school in terms of complex extractions and implants it just seemed intimidating and (laughs) dangerous I just didn't ever want to dabble with that I thought that was for the surgeons for the periodontists for the specialists but as I went through dental school and talked to different doctors and general practitioners that place implants I saw that there's so much earning potential and it's a lot more predictable these days and a lot less intimidating so then I thought oh yeah I can do that too but 
what I need to ask is, do I actually want to do that? Am I going to enjoy it? Am I going to be excited to show up to work to place implants beyond whatever the paycheck is? And that is what I'm trying to 100% wrap my mind around an answer so that I can go into whatever career decision I choose feeling confident. Because this is probably a couple years of a gig, but I've said this in each episode now that this is part three, my first associate role could be my forever office and lead to ownership if I end up in a place that's thriving and I never want to move away and the office is great and it's a great opportunity and I can afford it and everything falls into place. But it could also just be a first step and a place where I learn a lot. So it's a big decision, but it I'm trying to not let it feel so, so huge because as much as there's a lot of potential riding on it, there's also always, always other options if it doesn't work out. So I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself and freak out, but I'm also just a very organized and thoughtful, systematic person. So it's hard for me to just make a decision and say, oh, it's fine if I need to change because I don't like change as is. So I'm trying to make one that will limit the amount of variation to come in the future. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what do you guys think? This is a lot of options and potential and thoughts and just a big brain dump and dump of my experience on you all for the potential for my first job as a dentist. How cool is that to think that I have potential options to end up at a really great office? I think if you all could visit this office number two, we'll call it, you would say I could see you here because you all know me pretty well. And I really, even before I went, after I saw Office One and I knew something was off, I was like, it's probably because I'm going to be obsessed with Office Two and it's going to feel right just from meeting the doc already and what I've heard about the office. I really thought it was going to be great. So with all that said about Office 2 today, and I've talked about Office 1 in a previous episode, I'm always thinking through to avoid going into something with any doubts, and I want to make double sure that it's my best choice. So I'm using my little spreadsheet to compare practices as I visit them and whatever potential opportunity is there, and that includes my personal life situations as well as the practice itself and the potential that the practice could give me and I'm actually still seriously going to consider one other office that I need to schedule the visit I have a date picked out on my end for August and I'm going to send that to the doctor tomorrow the doctor is also amazing he is a younger guy younger grad and it's a little bit bigger of a practice There's one full-time associate, the owner, the owner's wife, and the owner himself, but 
the owner and his wife work less days of the week. So I'm going to get more of a feel for that when I go visit. But again, phone call was great. An amazing potential mentor. This one I matched with through a recruiting website. So more of a reason, like I've said in all of my other episodes, get on every single platform that there is, the Facebook groups, the recruiting websites, the job boards, your school's pages, every single place, because I've gotten potential offices to work at through all of those places, and they're all private practice, because that's what I'm primarily looking for, at least at this point. I don't feel the need to look the DSO route, and it's not necessary for my life plans at the moment. I know that they can be good options depending on your goals and life situations, but for me, private practice is where my head is at. So I'm going to go visit that other office. That one is also in Michigan, office number three, we'll call it. So I'm going to do another overnight in August and hopefully get dinner with the doctors and do my little driving around to explore the area to see if we'd like to live there. That's what we did in office number one. We stayed the whole weekend. For office number two, I didn't really get that same opportunity since we got there so late Wednesday night, saw the office all day Thursday. We had a couple, like an hour or so before we got on the road on Thursday to drive back to Michigan that we saw a little bit of the town and we loved it. But I still want to pick out some houses on Zillow, pick out some rental properties, condos, townhomes just drive around and go back there and visit again and see the office again and maybe have that kind of more technical business meeting that I'm saying is necessary for office number two just to solidify if we really want to make that decision. But office number three, we're going to plan a little bit better and make sure we have more time because I like to go to the office, of course, but I also scope out places to live, like literally drive through neighborhoods or apartment complexes, and I map all that out in advance for us. I try to put down some cute coffee shops or restaurants that I want to check out. If they have any parks or farmer's markets, I think we might go to. Even I like to go to the grocery store and like shopping strip malls like Target, TJ Maxx, just to make sure that I feel comfortable and that I'd enjoy living in that community. So I only got like 50% of that at Office 2. I wasn't able to do it. But Office 3 will be another update, another episode. So I hope that you all are looking forward to following me along on that journey and everything that I'm talking about, all these office options are still very relative at the moment. No contracts in hand, nothing negotiating yet. And once I do get to that point, I don't think I can really share anything because that's very confidential. But what I can share is eventually, eventually at the end of all of this, where I'm working what kind of average standard things are for contracts that you should be looking at, industry averages so you can feel confident going into negotiations, what I've heard on low end, what I've heard on high end, and how I went about negotiating while still leaving out specific confidential details. So look forward to all of that as time comes. But for now, that's everything I have to share about office number two visit. And man, I really did love it. But I also think I'm going to love office number three, you guys. Like, it's very similar in a lot of ways, and it wouldn't be moving out of state. So 
definitely things to consider. Place your bets now where you think I'm going to end up. And I will talk to you all next Monday when we have another guest. Thank you so, so much for listening. And if you want to chat with me, just send me a message on Instagram and we can chat about my job opportunities, any questions you have as you're going through dental school, pre-dental, maybe also your job search journey. I would love to connect with you. And with all that said, I will talk to you next Monday.